Section 177 of Complete Original Short Stories of Guy de Maupassant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tatiana Chichilla, Columbus, Ohio. Section 177. A Portrait. Hello, there's Milial, said somebody near me. I looked at the man who had been pointed out as I had been wishing for a long time to meet this Don Juan. He was no longer young. His gray hair looked a little like those fur bonnets worn by certain northern peoples, and his long beard, which fell down over his chest, had also somewhat the appearance of fur. He was talking to a lady, leaning toward her, speaking in a low voice, and looking at her with an expression full of respect and tenderness. I knew his life, or at least as much as was known of it. He had loved madly several times, and there had been certain tragedies with which his name had been connected. When I spoke to women who were the loudest in his praise, and asked him whence came this power, they always answered, after thinking for a while, I don't know, he has a certain charm about him. He was certainly not handsome. He had none of the elegance that we ascribe to conquerors of feminine hearts. I wondered what might be his hidden charm. Was it mental? I never had heard of a clever saying of his. In his glance, perhaps, or in his voice. The voices of some beings have a certain irresistible attraction, almost like suggesting the flavor of good things to eat. One is hungry for them, and the sound of their words penetrates us like a dainty morsel. A friend was passing. I asked him, Do you know Monsieur Milial? Yes. Introduce us. A minute later, we were shaking hands and talking in the doorway. What he said was correct, agreeable to hear. It contained no irritable thought. The voice was sweet, soft, caressing, musical, but I had heard others much more attractive and much more moving. One listened to him with pleasure, just as one would look at a pretty little brook. No tension of the mind was necessary in order to follow him. No hidden meaning aroused curiosity. No expectation awoke interest. His conversation was rather restful, but it did not awaken in one either a desire to answer, to contradict, or to approve, and it was as easy to answer him as it was to listen to him. The response came to the lips of its own accord as soon as he had finished talking, and phrases turned toward him as if he had naturally aroused them. One thought soon struck me. I had known him for a quarter of an hour, and it seemed as if he were already one of my old friends, that I had known all about him for a long time, his face, his gestures, his voice, his ideas. Suddenly, after a few minutes of conversation, he seemed already to be installed in my intimacy. All constraint disappeared between us, and, had he so desired, I might have confided in him as one confides only in old friends. Certainly there was some mystery about him. Those barriers that are closed between most people and that are lowered with time when sympathy, similar tastes, equal intellectual culture, and constant intercourse remove constraint, those barriers seem not to exist between him and me, and no doubt this was the case between him and all people, both men and women, whom fate threw in his path. After half an hour we parted, promising to see each other often, and he gave me his address after inviting me to take luncheon with him in two days. I forgot what hour he had stated, and I arrived too soon. He was not yet home. A correct and silent domestic showed me into a beautiful, quiet, softly lighted parlor. I felt comfortable there, at home. How often I have noticed the influence of apartments on the character and on the mind. There are some which make one feel foolish, and others, on the contrary, one always feels lively. Some make us sad, although well-lighted and decorated in light-colored furniture. Others cheer us up, although hung with somber material. Our eye, like our heart, has its likes and dislikes, of which it does not inform us, and which it secretly imposes on our temperament. The harmony of furniture, walls, the style of an ensemble, act immediately on our mental state, just as the air from the woods, the sea, or the mountains modifies our physical natures. I sat down on a cushion-covered divan and felt myself suddenly carried and supported by these little silk bags of feathers, as if the outline of my body had been marked out beforehand on this couch. Then I looked about. There was nothing striking about the room. Everywhere were beautiful and modest things, simple and rare furniture, 
oriental curtains which did not seem to come from a department store but from the interior of a harem and exactly opposite me hung the portrait of a woman it was a portrait of medium size showing the head and the upper part of the body and the hands which were holding a book she was young bareheaded ribbons were woven in her hair she was smiling sadly was it because she was bareheaded was it merely her natural expression i have never seen a portrait of a lady which seemed so much in its place as that one in that dwelling of all those i knew i have never seen anything like that one all those that i know are on exhibition whether the lady be dressed in her gaudiest gown with an attractive headdress and a look which shows that she is posing first of all before the artist and then before someone who will look at her whether they have taken a comfortable attitude in an ordinary gown some are standing majestically in all their beauty which is not at all natural to them in life all of them have something a flower or a jewel a crease in the dress or a curve of the lip which one feels to have been placed there for effect by the artist whether they wear a hat or merely their hair one can immediately notice that they are not entirely natural why one cannot say without knowing them but the effect is there they seem to be calling somewhere on people whom they wish to please and to whom they wish to appear at their best advantage and they have studied their attitudes sometimes modest sometimes haughty what could one say about this one she was at home and alone yes she was alone for she was smiling as one smiles when thinking in solitude of something sad and sweet not as one smiles when one is being watched she seemed so much alone and so much at home that she made the whole large apartment seem absolutely empty she alone lived in it filled it gave it life many people might come in and converse laugh even sing she would still be alone with a solitary smile and she alone would give it life with her pictured gaze that look was also unique it fell directly on me fixed and caressing without seeing me all portraits know that they are being watched and they answer with their eyes which see think follow us without leaving us from the very moment we enter the apartment they inhabit this one did not see me it saw nothing although its look was fixed directly on me i remembered the surprising verse of baudelaire and your eyes attractive as those of a portrait they did indeed attract me in an irresistible manner those painted eyes which had lived or which were perhaps still living threw over me a strange powerful spell oh what an infinite and tender charm like a passing breeze like a dying sunset of lilac rose and blue a little sad like the approaching night which comes behind the sombre frame and out of those impenetrable eyes those eyes created by a few strokes from a brush hide behind them the mystery of that which seems to be and which does not exist which can appear in the eyes of a woman which can make love blossom within us the door opened and monsieur milial entered he excused himself for being late i excused myself for being ahead of time then i said might i ask you who is this lady he answered that is my mother she died very young then i understood whence came the inexplicable attraction of this man end of section 177 recording by tatiana chichilla columbus ohio